This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Berg Steeler fans. What's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Weather Roger, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. It is not Monday. It is not Wednesday, nor is it Friday. It is Tuesday, and nor is this a really exciting show to do. This is a special winners and losers podcast, this mortem after the Steelers season ends. The hands of the Buffalo Bills, 31-17. to There is a lot to dissect in this game. There is a lot to talk about in this game, and with this team, Heading into the offseason, and folks, we're at that point in time where we have all the time in the world to do just that. But today, in this short podcast, we're going to be talking about the winners and losers. Not a lot of winners. We're just going to go straight through. We're not going to take a break between the winners and losers like I do sometimes. But I will say this. After this game, I really struggled to find winners. Concrete players that you say, okay, this guy played well enough in this game to win that he was a de- deciding factor. Now, granted, the Steelers did not win. I know that. However, when I think about a winning performance, it's someone that at least put them in position to do so. And there were a lot of potential players, but every single player that came to mind that I thought, ah, they did this well, they also did something that was like a backbreaking mistake or, or a backbreaking turnover, which totally changed my thought and opinion on their performance. So I ended up with only two winners in this game. Only two winners. Let's go over those now. The winners, I have the first one's Alandon Roberts. Alandon Roberts, who, by the way, mind you, is basically playing with one arm because he does have a pectoral injury. Uh, well, I don't think it was a tear or anything like that. It's probably difficult for him to play. Finishes with five tackles, three solo. Has one incredible pass defense. We all thought that Alandon Roberts was nothing but your thumper, right? This guy can't cover. He's just your downhill stop-the-run guy. He has proven time and time again this season that he is capable of defending the pass better than at least I thought. He also had one quarterback hit. I said this in the postgame show. I'll say it here as well. Give me 10 other Landon Roberts, and this defense will be just fine. He is everything that you want as a defender. He is hard-nosed. He's gritty, tough as hell. And that's exactly what you want. He's a guy that puts the team first, no matter what he's not, you know, a a complainer. This is the type of guy you want to build around. He signed a multi-year contract, so he'll be back next year. But a Landon Roberts in this season, in this game, I thought he was noticeable. And he, again, part-time player because of his injury, miles, Jack, Michael Walker, Mark Robinson played a lot. Landon Roberts played sparingly, but 
he deserves to be on the winner's list, in my opinion. The next and last loser is Chris Boswell. He made a field goal, made both extra points. I put him in the winner's column because basically I feel like he needs more credit. This is a guy that's been unbelievably rock solid this season. He's done such a great job kicking the football that for me, I felt like, you know what? There were times where I could have put him on the winner's list and didn't maybe in a winning effort where we had eight, nine, 10 winners. And I didn't want to add to that number. So I'm going to put him on the winner's list today. He had a great season. Think he, I thought he should have deserved some pro bowl recognition. He should deserve all pro recognition, although he probably won't. Chris Boswell, great season, great game in those conditions. Making three kicks is impressive. That's something that the uh, opposition can't say against the Buffalo kicker bass. So Chris Boswell, he's on the winner's list. Now let's talk about the losers list. We had 10 losers. I think that was the last tally 10 losers. Let's get this out of the way. Turnovers. The Steelers turnovers are the first loser. They had two probably should have had three and they were backbreaking turnovers. When you think about the Steelers and George Pickens catching the ball. Okay, here we go. Make a play fighting for extra yards fumbles the ball. That's a backbreaker bills. Next play touchdown to the tight end. And I don't know if that was Knox or Kincaid. It was one of them. They both scored touchdowns. Then you think about the interception. It's a red zone turnover, a red zone turnover, which takes points off the board. And then the bills take the ball at the 20 with a touchback and they drive down the field. And that's Josh Allen's 52 yard touchdown run. Just absolutely back-breaking turnovers. When I go back to the Keys to Victory article that I write every single game day for the SteelCurtainNetwork.com, I said that they cannot turn it over at all. I didn't say you can limit turnovers. I said they cannot turn it over. And they turned it over way too often in the first half, put them behind 21 to nothing. And if I'm being honest, when they got to 21 to nothing, I said this team is not built to come back from that. And it kind of felt like it was over at that point. Let's go to the next loser. Presley Harvin stat line, same old song and dance. This guy's struggling. His struggles have been well-documented. We've seen them. It's bad. I don't even want to pile on the guy at this point. Presley Harvin is going to have competition as he should this off season at the punting position. It's up to him to keep these guys away. And even then I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers just cut him and say, we're going to look for another punter elsewhere, but it was bad losing effort. I mean, it's bad when the Bills punter is punting on one leg and is still punting better than yours. Who's healthy? All right, the next loser is play calling. To reference back to the keys to victory article that I write, the one thing that I also talked about was creativity. And I said this on my podcast, I think it was Wednesday. And I said, if you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills, you have to come out and you have to be creative. I talked about play action passes. I talked about being creative and mixing in some different plays and they did that at times but not nearly enough in the early stages of the game you never got the bills to back off out of the box every time Najee Harris was in the game they knew it was coming between the tackles it was the play calling to me was so mind-boggling boggling it was so simple it was mind-boggling there you go that's how I should it my gosh it was just unbelievable the time you needed a creative game plan that's what they come up with. It just felt too safe. It felt like Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett out there. They they were so worried about making the costly mistake that they forgot how to actually play the game with an aggressive streak. The, the same aggressive streak that got them those three wins down the stretch to get into the playoffs. Play calling is a loser. The next loser is the run defense. The defense gives up 34 carries. 
179 yards, 5.3 yard average. They give up a touchdown to Josh Allen and that 52 yard long was that play. Now. Yeah. You can sit there and say, well, Jeff, I mean, they gave up 179 yards, but 74 of that was to Josh Allen. I don't care. 74 yards of that was to the quarterback. 74 yards of 74 yards. I don't care who's running the damn ball. That still counts. And that's bad. And it was really bad in the second half when you could just see the Steelers needed a stop. And they just couldn't stop the run. They couldn't create a negative play. Tackle for loss. No gain. Anything. It was they were getting three yards four yards. And now it sets up third and three. They're going to get a couple and they're going to do their quarterback sneak. It was just one of those situations. The run defense was just not good enough. Next loser is the big play defense. And no, I'm not talking about takeaways. They didn't get one of those. They needed them, but they didn't get it. The Steelers surrendered plays of 52, 34, 29. And that backbreaking, absolutely backbreaking Khalil. Shakir, 17-yard catch and run for a touchdown. That was brutal. They were giving up big plays. The defense was giving up big plays, and those plays turned the tide. And you know what when the Steelers are focusing on field flipping drives, which never really happened because of the punter. They, the other team is basically just moving it down your throat. So the big play defense, they didn't make big plays, they surrendered big plays. The next loser is the third down offense. Five for eleven. They did convert on some big third downs when they were kind of getting a comeback going. Some big pass plays to uh, Deontay Johnson had a nice conversion. George Pickens in the fourth quarter, beautiful conversion. But still five for 11. Five for 11. All I asked for is 500, and the Steelers just, they, they just cannot get there. The third down offense, just not good enough. Next is the game plan. And to me, it's a super conservative game plan. That's the loser. Early in this game, they were way too predictable. The Buffalo Bills were running motion, and they saw exactly what they wanted, and they knew exactly what to do. And it was just like, boom, boom, down the field, touchdown. George Pickens fumbled. The next play, they knew exactly where to attack, exactly what to do, right off of that turnover, touchdown. Those are the things that the Bills had in place that the Steelers did not. Everything that I said about trying to confuse Josh Allen, give him something he hasn't seen before, did not happen. The offense, doing something creative, being different, thinking outside the box, taking shots down the field. Anyone else? Think about this. Can you tell me, outside of the last series of the game, when the Steelers took a shot down the field, I'm talking taking a shot, the answer is they didn't. They never did. Too predictable, too conservative. That's why it's on the loser list. Next, let's go to team tackling and one player in particular, that's Minka Fitzpatrick. I brought up that Khalil, Khalil Shakir play. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick has done that, doing everything right in coverage. Looks like he tackled catch. Going to set up a third and probably seven. He doesn't get him to the ground. No one else gets him to the ground. And that was the dagger. That was the final nail in the coffin. And I have to point out Minka Fitzpatrick. He really has not played well this season. He's been hurt. Got to say that. He dealt with a hamstring injury, dealt with a knee injury, a broken hand in there as well. He's missed a lot of time, but the way the Steelers are utilizing him 
does not make him the difference maker that we all saw earlier than this season. The Steelers are going to have to, if they want to utilize Minka Fitzpatrick in the way that they are, it doesn't make sense to keep him on the roster because it's, you can do what he, he, what he does now is what Terrell Edmonds did. That's it. Stop the run, cover tight ends. He's not making dynamic plays in the back half because they don't have him back there. They have DeMonte KZ back there. The team tackling, mainly Minka Fitzpatrick, that just kind of highlights it, was awful. How many missed tackles are too many? That's the stat line. That's the stat line. Team tackling was atrocious. Look at all the missed sacks on Josh Allen, and that further highlights it. Next, we're going to go officiating. Stat line is that the Steelers were flagged six times, accepted penalties, Buffalo too. You know, the, the, the officiating, you talk about like the non-calls, you talk about the would-be defensive pass interference on George Pickens down in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line. That was a fourth and three pass, I believe. You can talk about, even for the other team, how the Pat Fryermuth fumble somehow gets ruled that he was out of bounds. I never saw a replay that showed that. You could see how they got flag happy at, at a time. You know, it, it's just it's just unbelievable how the officiating just seems so inconsistent. And that's been the only consistent consistency with the Steelers with the officiating all year has been its inconsistency. And so for me, the officiating and the way that they handled their business, I, I'll give you another example. Dan Moore. Yeah, it was a stupid flag thrown on the extra point, but also they've been they were allowing that pushing and shoving like crazy. You know, stuff that was way worse than that. And they do, they, they flag that just doesn't make sense. The officiating to me continues to be an issue in the NFL and the league doesn't care about it. Okay. The last loser is Mike Tomlin. The last loser is Mike Tomlin. You know, before the game, he does an interview with Bob Labriola and I didn't read all of it, but I did see someone put a, an image of the article on Twitter. And they said that this is a great answer. When Bob Labriola asked about, what the team thinks as it pertains to his you know, the lack of playoff success. He said, these young guys, they don't bear that burden because they weren't there. They haven't been here for this whole time. He said, I'm not about to put my luggage on them. He used the example of Nick Herbig, meaning that the last time that the Steelers had won a playoff game in 2016, that season was Nick Herbig was probably in high school and he's right. So he's not going to put that on them, but he's got to wear it. He's got to own it. The lack of playoff success for me is a huge issue, and it's why Mike Tomlin's on the loser list. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you know, they're they're always competitive and they're always in the mix. I don't know about you, but for me, I don't do participation trophies. I don't I don't like my kids receiving them. They do, and that's fine. We live what we live our lives. But I still, there's a part of me that it really irks me. And so all the people that are out there that say like Mike Tomlin, well, you know, no losing seasons and all that stuff that gets regurgitated nonstop. To me, that's like a bunch of participation trophies. What does it mean unless you win when it matters most? The big games in the regular season that get you the big games in the postseason. If you don't win those, what are we doing? What are we doing? What exactly is the objective? It's to win a Super Bowl. The dude has not won a playoff game since 2016. I'm not sure if y'all are aware of it. Look at your phones, look at your computers, look at your calendar and your kitchen. It is 2024. They have not won a playoff game since the 2016 season. And that continues now for at least another year. 
Is Tomlin going to be back? I don't know. I have no inside information on that. Would I be shocked if he steps away? No, I wouldn't. I really would not be shocked if he steps away. The guy seems kind of tired. He seems kind of worn down. I wouldn't be shocked. But if he comes back, I wouldn't be shocked either. But we as fans, it's okay to say this isn't cutting it. It's not cutting it. And that's why Mike Tomlin is on the losers list. So there you have it, folks. The winners and losers from this dreadful playoff loss, wild card loss to the Buffalo Bills. And the Steelers now head into what could be a very tumultuous offseason with a lot to talk about. And we're going to be here every step of the way with you at Steel Curtain Network. Stay tuned for a lot of content today. Coming up at 9 o'clock a.m., we have the Here We Go Steelers show. Get Brian Davis and Coach KT Smith's thoughts on the Steelers' loss. Coming up, uh, we might have a Mike Tomlin press conference. I'm pretty sure that will probably be Wednesday, though. But we'll have that. The Steelers' fix will be a little bit later today. We'll have the hangover for you. And then we'll also have the Scobro show. We're going to have a jam-packed lineup. So if you want to hear our takes on the Steelers' season-ending loss, whatever you want to call it, we'll have you covered right here on the Steel Curtain Network. In the meantime, be on the lookout for my mailbag tweet because I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with my Hump Day Let's Ride podcast. So we are going to do the mailbag. Make sure you check that out. Check me out on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. In the meantime, you know we finished it up. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Burning